And welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Sunday, May 8th, 2022. Coming up on the show today, two members of our extended Star Trek family have sadly passed away, and I'll be telling you about them. Uh, Paramount has finally announced uh, release dates for Paramount Plus in the UK and Ireland and other places around the globe uh, coming up this summer. And the reviews are in for Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh, and it's a, it's a certifiable hit. My name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, now, this is the section of the show that I ask if you're on the podcast, come join us on YouTube. Uh, so hello to all the people in the YouTube live chat. Uh, and if you haven't come over and watched the, the live show, then please do, because it's a tremendous amount of fun and everyone in the chat is wonderful. Uh, anyway, uh, the other thing that I want to remind you of is that everything that I talk about on the show today is also available on dailystartreknews.com. We've got all the week's stories, plus some extra stuff, including trivia and history and the week's events listing. Uh, and you can also get all of that delivered direct to you every day, uh, well, every weekday, uh, through the Daily Star Trek newsletter. And that's at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Uh, now, uh, that stuff out of the way, uh, we'll get into this week's poll, and of course, uh, at the end of the show, we will look at the poll results, and we'll also do a little bit of show and tell. If you are here with me live on YouTube, also stick around after the main show, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat a little bit, and um, maybe talk about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> because we had uh, two uh, two pretty huge events uh, this week, the finale of Star Trek Picard and uh, season two, and of course, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is starting up as well. So uh, stick around to the end. Maybe we'll talk about that. Anyway, uh, I promised you a poll, and here it is. Uh, this week's poll is... <laughs> slightly Picard-themed, uh, what would be the best part about being a Borg? Because <laughs> I know they're usually the bad guys, but there's got to be, you know, there's some advantages. Uh, so your choices are, <laughs> you never run out of friends. Uh, also, mandatory sleep, uh, built-in 5G, uh, and the absolute best flash mobs in the galaxy. So those are your choices. What's the best part of being a Borg? Uh, reminder, if you're watching uh, here live on YouTube, there's a poll in the chat. Uh, if you've missed it, if you're listening to this back later, you can also participate in the poll over on Twitter. That's running for 24 hours, so you can make your voice heard over there. Uh, and at the end of the show today, we'll compare. We'll compare and contrast and see what people are but what people are thinking about that. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's later on in the show, though. Uh, it's time for us to get started with this week's news. And uh, sadly, we are starting on a bit of a downer uh, again this week. Um, two members of our extended Star Trek family have sadly uh, passed away recently. And uh, so I would like to tell you about them. And a big thanks to David Powell, who wrote their obituaries this week. Those are, of course, uh, available on dailystartreknews.com. Uh, so the first person is uh, Neil Adams, who was a comic book writer uh, and artist, and he was known specifically for drawing superheroes such as Green Lantern, Green Arrow, uh, the X-Men, and Batman. Uh, he also stepped over into the Star Trek universe. Um, his uh, The news of his death comes via The Hollywood Reporter earlier this week. Uh, he passed away on Thursday, April 28th at the age of 80. 
Uh, a little bit more about Neil Adams. Uh, he got his start back in the late 1950s drawing Archie comics. Uh, he had tried to land a gig with DC, but it didn't work. Um, he later ended up at DC drawing, uh, drawing covers and stories and eventually began drawing Batman. Now, in the 1970s, Peter Pan Records, uh, we've talked about them on the show before, Peter Pan Records produced a series of Star Trek audio stories, which were accompanied by read-along comic books. Uh, Adams was the artist and co-author on The Time Stealer, which was one in that series. Now, in addition to his actual uh, comic artistry, he also defended the rights of comic artists to their work. Josh Adams said, my father was a force. His career was defined by unparalleled artistic talent and an unwavering character that drove him to constantly fight for his peers and those in need. He would become known in the comics industry as one of the most influential creators of all time and a champion of social and creators' rights. When he saw a problem, he wouldn't hesitate. What would become tales told and retold of the fights he fought were born out of my father simply seeing something wrong as he walked through the halls of Marvel or DC and deciding to do something about it right then and there. Among Adam's many awards, the most recent were inductions into the Eisner Awards Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame in 1998, the Harvey Awards Jack Kirby Hall of Fame in 1999, and the Inkwell Awards Joe Sinnott Hall of Fame in 2019. And there's more about the life and career of Neil Adams over in his obituary on The Hollywood Reporter. I would highly uh, recommend that you go and check it out. Uh, additionally, you can actually listen to The Time Stealer and see some of that artwork that he did for um, the Peter Pan Records Star Trek series uh, on YouTube. I'll make sure to leave a link below that you can go and uh, check that out for yourself. Uh, the next person today is David Burney, who is best known as an actor on St. Elsewhere, but he was also a guest uh, guest actor on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And I'm laughing because he got to take a real dig at the Klingons, which is uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, now, he might be best known for his role as uh, the cab driver Bernie Steinberg on Bridget Loves Bernie and as Dr. Ben Samuels on St. Elsewhere. But of course, he was also uh, that guest star on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, David Bernie passed away last Wednesday, April 27th, after a long battle with Alzheimer's another theater stint he appeared in 1967 in the comedy of errors king john and titus andronicus in the new york shakespeare festival uh, his characters from frank serpico to john adams to antonio salieri and then on to latante the romulan senator in the star trek deep space nine season six episode tears of the prophets now in that episode Bernie as Latente represents the Romulan Star Empire at a meeting of the Federation Alliance on Deep Space Nine. He manages to upset General Martok, not surprisingly, uh, by saying, notice the primitive rage in his eye, the uncontrolled brutality. Klingons can be quite entertaining, don't you agree? I think every Romulan zoo should have a pair. Uh, so, <laughs> and this for was recognized with Washington's Shakespeare Theater's Millennium Award. Um, again, there's more information on, on his life and career over at The Hollywood Reporter. Please join me and all of us here at Daily Star Trek News to sending condolences to the families of Neil Adams and David Burton. Uh, right. 
Moving on to uh, announce the launch date for the Paramount Plus app in the UK and Ireland and given us some more details on what's to come after that. So there was a press release earlier this week and they've said that Paramount Plus as the app is scheduled to launch in the UK and Ireland on uh, June 22nd of this year and some additional rollouts uh, as well. Uh, They actually, in the press release, put pricing information for the UK. Uh, There's going to be a seven-day trial. Uh, Then the service is available for $6.99 a month or £69.90 for the full year. Uh, They did not include uh, Irish pricing. (laughs) So uh, I don't know why they didn't do that, but they didn't. Um, uh, Some other other places that they're rolling out uh, throughout the rest of the year. They've said South Korea uh, will be available in June uh, through a partnership with uh, CJENM. We've told you about those guys before. Uh, They're also planning to move into the Indian market in 2023. Uh, And of course, they're launching on the Sky Plus platform later this year. And that applies to the UK, Ireland, Italy, Germany, and Austria. Um, Selected subscribers can get it at no cost or it's a bolt-on, I think. Um, so, uh, Maria Kiriaku, who is president of the Oming Services, will broaden the range of choice available to our audiences in the UK and Ireland. Paramount Plus will be a one-stop destination for Paramount's biggest brands, where fans of all ages can find exclusive original premium content, global hits, and discover a world of favorites from Paramount's vast catalog. So uh, moving at a snail's pace, uh, but there is um, some movement there for Paramount+. Plus. Just a reminder as well, Pluto TV is actually already available in most of those markets. I don't believe the new series are on there, but they do have some Star Trek content. So I would say that. In addition to that statement from Paramount Global, um, Star Trek on Paramount Plus, the social media account, also put out a Paramount Plus in the United States, Latin America, Australia, and the in the UK and South Korea beginning in June 2022, and in Germany, France, and Italy by the end of the year. The series details there, I understand that's still going to leave quite a lot of the market without Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, but we are getting there. Now, uh, of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh, for those of you who have seen the premiere episode, but it's been largely met with really, really wonderful reviews, um, which is amazing. <laughs> A personal aside, you know, I, I kind of keep an eye on social media to watch what people are saying about various things and uh, pretty much without fail, every episode of any Star Trek that comes out is met with roughly equal uh, love it and hate it. <laughs> I don't know why the people that hate it, I don't know why they keep watching, but whatever. Um, it, it's been really interesting over the past uh, few days to, to see that. I haven't really observed that with Strange New Worlds. The worst, um, this is just my observation, of course, but the, 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 the worst that I've seen is the fight between the people who say, finally, it's a return to Star Trek and the other people who have going, Star Trek's been here the whole time. Uh, But that's about the worst kind of disagreement. Uh, Largely speaking, most people seem to agree. Um, 
I would point to Rotten Tomatoes, which, of course, is the paragon of all critic whatever. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is way certified fresh. Um, According to critics' ratings, 100% of the 31 critics' ratings on Rotten Tomatoes have certified it as fresh. Now, as a data person, I must say that that is a slightly misleading statistic because um, the the critics' ratings are judged between fresh and not fresh. And fresh actually is a, I believe, 65% or above. Um, So... 100% of the 31 reviews have been 65% favorable or above, if that makes sense. So it's not, it's not that everyone has rated it a 10 out of 10. It's that everybody has rated it above a 6.5 out of 10. Um, The average rating actually amongst critics for the first episode of Strange New Worlds was 8.5 out of 10, which is still astonishingly high, uh, especially for a new Star Trek series. Uh, the audience score is slightly different. It's actually slightly higher. So even though the audience score only comes out at 88% currently, obviously that's subject to change, um, with 205 ratings, the average rating was 4.4 out of 5, which translates to an average of 88% overall. Uh, so it looks like the audience is scoring it worse, but actually they're, they're scoring it slightly better than the critics. Uh, so long story short, uh, folks love Strange New Worlds. I've seen it. I also love it. Um, and uh, yeah, go and watch it if you haven't already. And um, just a reminder for those who have to wait until June 22nd, there are a few of you out there. Um, the hashtag everyone seems to be using is hashtag strange new worlds. Uh, I was using hashtag Star Trek strange new worlds. Most people are saying hashtag strange new worlds. I would say that um, because of the way that the show is structured, I think. I think people are going to feel less betrayed by spoilers because this is my opinion, uh, because it's episodic. So if you get a spoiler for this week's episode, uh, it's not going to affect the overall arc, if that makes sense. Uh, but, but do, do remember to mute your hashtags and, um, avoid some of those, uh, spoilery sites if that is a concern for you, because people will be talking. Anyway. Oh, I did. I, I did also want to mention. Um, there's a really good uh, interview. So, uh, uh, the press has been like sort of all over all of the stars and producers and stuff of Strange New Worlds. There's been lots of interviews with the cast. Um, you know, doing general promotional stuff. But there was one interview that I did want to draw your attention to with CNN Entertainment. Um, the reason I wanted to draw your attention to it is because it's got a. Uh, a, a breadth of people that it talked to. So it talked to Rod Roddenberry, um, as you know, as Gene's son, um, uh, Akiva Goldsman, executive producer, uh, and Ben Robinson, who's the Star Trek expert at uh, Eagle Moss and Hero Collector. Um, so it, they this article spoke to all three of those people. And so you get a really interesting um, uh, breadth of the view on it. Um, My favorite quote, honestly, is from uh, Rod, who said, I understand that this is just a TV show, but it inspires countless countless people to live better lives. And I think that's a a sentiment that a lot of us share. We know it's a television show, uh, but we also know it's more than that. Anyway, uh, I'll leave a link to that down below, of course. 
Um, and following on from the Strange New World stuff, I did want to draw your attention. It was kind of a blink and you'll miss it. But if you uh, if you have a smartphone of any kind, um, the the Star Trek on Paramount Plus uh, Twitter account, and they might have done this on too. I'm not sure. Uh, they shared some uh, phone wallpapers and they're beautiful. They're based on the character posters that we've seen before that has like the logo and the character name and oh Paramount Plus and whatever, uh, except that they're not. They don't have any of the stuff. They just have the character and the background and they're absolutely beautiful. Um, I'll show you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have like a screen that's not like telling on myself, but I put the, there's basically there's one for, for each of the main crew plus the Enterprise because of course she's a main character uh, and, and they're lovely. If you have a favorite character, you can put that on the back of your, on, on, on your lock screen and it's, it's lovely. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll, again, I will leave a link that you can go to and download all of those and uh, just show off a little bit of fandom on your phone. Right, and finally today, I wanted to follow up. Last week, we talked about, I, like I teased briefly that I'd done an interview with Jesse Heinig, who's a senior game developer at Star Trek Online. That came out this week on Thursday, and if you haven't had a chance to uh, read it, please do. Um, as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek Online and the game and the work that they do, and Jesse has a lot of really good um, insight into what goes on uh, at the game because he's been doing it for 12 years. He's basically been there since the beginning. Uh, so in the interview, we talked about sort of what's his day-to-day. Uh, -day. Uh, we talked about... Um, how having voice actors like from the actual TV show, how that how that changes the production of the game. And then we also talked a little bit sort of philosophically about Star Trek, because uh, if you follow Jesse Heineck on Twitter, um, he's kind of known for his lengthy Twitter threads about a number of topics, game development, um, philosophy, politics, etc. Um, and so we talk a little bit about uh, the philosophy of Star Trek and, you know, how that plays out in something like Star Trek Online. So it's a really good article that came out on Thursday. And of course, I'll link that below as well. And I hope you guys read it. Uh, and also play Star Trek Online. If you have the time, if you have the computer and you have any interest at all, uh, please go and play it. It's a wonderful game. Um, and it's a great way to experience the Star Trek universe for yourself. I will never get over the sound of Earth Space Talk ever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that is it for the big news this week. Uh, coming up shortly, I will get into some uh, special Mother's Day themed show and tell uh, and also check out the poll results. But before I do that, I do want to remind you that uh, everything we do here uh, from the website to the newsletter to this show right here is supported by people like you through Patreon. Uh, you can find out more about how to support us at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, we have options from a dollar a month. Uh, and if you sign up to support us for a whole year, you get a discount that makes it work out to about $10 a year. Uh, your support goes a really long way. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate it here. Uh, at Daily Star Trek News, so thank you. Um, uh, right, so show and tell next. Uh, don't forget the poll. The poll is, um, what is <laughs> what would be the best part about being a Borg? Um, <laughs> uh, feel free to write something in <laughs> if you want. I think there's plenty of really good things. Then again, I think there's plenty of good things about being a zombie too, but that's that's a discussion for another time uh but yeah i want to know what you guys think is the would be the best part uh of being a borg um yeah 
All right. So show and tell this week. Uh, right. Uh, hold up. If you are still watching me, can you just like say hey in the chat? My uh, my Google just went weird on me. So hopefully it's not a hopefully that's not a problem. Anyway, uh, let's carry on. Um, right. So today uh, is Mother's Day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was like, I had this error message on my screen that I was like, oh, man, if I've been talking to myself for like 20 minutes. That is always, by the way, a total, total fear because I have not figured out how to do all the fancy streaming stuff yet. <laughs> and so, and I can't see the stream when I'm, when I'm talking to you guys. So um, that's always a huge fear of mine. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for giving me that feedback. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, today is Mother's Day and uh, here in the United States, of course, if you are uh, in other places around the world, it is not. Uh, in the UK, for instance, they celebrate Mothering Sunday and that's before Easter. Um, so totally different thing. But um, I, I am very fortunate to have a wonderful, loving boyfriend and a wonderful, loving pair of children who went and got me a Star Trek themed gift for Mother's Day. And it was very sweet. And I want to show you guys because I love them. So we have talked many, many times on this show about my love of novelty socks, because I feel like if you're going to wear socks, they might as well be fun. I actually have sock reviews for Star Trek socks on this channel, and I know that I've done Star Trek socks as, like a, um, as a show and tell before. So anyway, whatever. It's my thing. Look at what they got. <laughs> Look at them. Brand new Spocks. Brand new Spocks, and on the back, they say, oh, you can't really see. They say live long and prosper. So cool. Um, apparently, uh, part of the reason that these ended up getting chosen was because my eldest child, who is 16, wanted to see what Spock's face would look like stretched out. Because they're kind of, they're long. They're, uh, they're sort of mid-calf. So we're going to do this. We're going to try it out. <laughs> okay. So there's Spock, and there's <laughs> Spock all stretched out. There we go. Uh, no, I'm not going to put them on my legs or anything like that, but there you go. Anyway, they're nice and, uh, they're nice and stretchy. Novelty socks. Um, wonderful. Good job. Good job, John Van Sitters, for approving so many novelty Star Trek socks. Anyway, that's it. Um, Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Um, and yes, anyway, <laughs> Paul in the chat, you got to model them out. No, I'm not going to model my socks. I'm actually not wearing any socks. Um, I did model them in... Um, so before Christmas, uh, so we have a we have an affiliate partnership with cufflinks.com and they sent me some uh, actually really nice dress socks before Christmas to try out. So uh, go and check out that video. I'll link it somewhere. Um, they're really nice sort of classy Star Trek dress socks. Like um, they're uh, sort of black with, um, they, they came in a set. I don't know if they're still available. They came in a set. Uh, red, yellow, blue, and they have like little colored um, deltas all over them. And they're really classy. Those ones I did model. So you can check those ones out. <laughs> anyway, they're, um, they're there. And yes, uh, Paul in the chat and Wardogheim Spocks. 
Uh, so yes, that is that's that's show and tell this week. So uh, right, listen, let's let's go and check out the poll. Uh, if you are here in the chat with me, you have a couple more minutes. I'm gonna head over to Twitter and see what's going on. Um, I'm disappointed at the lack of write-ins. Actually, I think there'd be a lot of good things about being a Borg. Okay, so. The best part of being a Borg, your choices were you never run out of friends, <laughs> mandatory sleep, you can tell I'm a mother, <laughs> uh, built-in 5G or high-speed Wi-Fi, whatever you want, and the best flash mobs, which I know is very like 10 years ago, but whatever. Could you imagine though? The coordination. Right, so on Twitter, currently... Currently in the lead with 61.5, a whopping 61.5% of the vote is built in 5G. It's pretty good. You wouldn't have to worry about uh, subscription service. Uh, and then tied for third place, you have with 15.4% of the vote each. You never run out of friends and mandatory sleep. Uh, and then in last place with only 7.7% of the vote, the vote is uh, the, the best flash mobs. Yeah, I knew I was, I, I knew not a lot of people were going to go for the flash mobs one because that's very like, what is that, mid-2000s. <laughs> um, uh, Christoph, um, Christoph in the chat says the best part of being a Borg would be uh, uh, health and getting away from humanity in its current state. Yeah, the healthcare would be great. Free, free on tap healthcare, and they could just fix whatever ails you for free and fast too. No waiting, no having to get a referral. It'd be like, oh, you fell down and broke your arm. Oh, well, let's just beam you back to the cube and sort you out right now. It's ideal. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, I think the thing that people get hung up on, and this is the same with zombies. <laughs> the thing that people get hung up on is the whole assimilation process. You know, that doesn't seem like that fun. But I think once you're over there, it's pretty good. Anyway, uh, right, let's end the poll here in uh, the YouTube chat. <laughs> okay, so here in the YouTube chat, you said uh, with 52% of the vote, uh, you never run out of friends, which actually is my favorite part too. Uh, 34% said built the built-in 5G. Uh, 8% said uh, the best flash mobs. And 4% said the mandatory sleep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm for the never running out of friends, although it could be a bit of a horror story if it ended up. <laughs> could you imagine if the Borg hive mind was actually just like uh, uh, an extremely intrusive version of Twitter all the time? I'd like to think that they had better um, like uh, sensitivity protocols in place, but you don't know. Uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you for voting in the poll. Um, yeah, David, David in the chat says not unlike being a vampire. Any of those, any of the like supernatural things, even a werewolf. Well, the whole like, depending on the type of werewolf, eh, it's a conversation for a different time. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you were like one of the first to be a zombie or if you were like, you know, one of the first to be a vampire, that'd be good. I wouldn't, I don't fancy the whole being chased down and cornered and being forcibly turned into a thing, but uh, you know, once you're there. Um, side note, if you haven't seen um, 
I can never remember the name of the movie. Last Man on Earth, I think it's called, uh, where the zombies are, like there's one guy left who's not a zombie. Fanta it's been remade a million times. Fantastic film, awesome ending. Go watch it. Anyway, sorry, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, which, you know, if you've ever seen this show, happens sometimes. Let's wrap up the show, uh, <laughs> because that is it for this week in Daily Star Trek News. Thank you very much for listening and listening to me rant, of course. Uh, just a reminder that if you are listening to this on the podcast today, then you should come and join us on YouTube. It's much easier to see the show and tell, uh, plus you get to interact with all the fine folks in the chat as well. Uh, now remember, you can find all of this week's stories, uh, including the ones that I covered and some that I did not get to cover this week. Uh, that's all on DailyStarTrekNews.com. We've got links to the original stories, we've got videos, more pictures, uh, and some of the sort of weekly special stuff that we do that doesn't make it into this show, which is, you know, uh, trivia and history and our events listing as well. All of that's on dailystartreknews.com. And if you want to deliver it straight to your inbox every weekday morning, you can do that too. Sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. It's totally free. We just need your email address uh, and yeah, you don't have to do anything else. That's uh, very easy. Anyway, thank you again for listening. This show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and all of today's stories were written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show, of course, was supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now I will be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.